0: This is where you go to learn what you need to help you elevate your impact, influence, and income by self-publishing your first nonfiction book. Welcome to She Gets Published with your host, Amazon International best-selling author and self-publishing coach, Lynette Pottle. Hey, hey, my soon-to-be-published author friend. Welcome to episode seven. The focus of this episode is helping you to determine what kind of editor you need for your book. (laughs) And if you're anything like I was a few years back, you may even be thinking, isn't an editor an editor? But turns out that's not exactly accurate. There are several types of editors. Each serves a specific function and are most helpful at specific timeframes in your manuscript process. Today, what we're going to talk about are the three most common, developmental editors, copy editors, and proofreaders. Let's start with developmental editors, because if you choose to use one, you'd have them review your manuscript before moving on to other phases of editing. Developmental editors can be really tremendously helpful in helping you to build out your outline and your stories in a way that connect. Throughout the book, but more importantly, always our goal, to connect with a reader. Developmental editors are going to help you put structure to the project. Think of this style or stage of editing as being in the realm of big picture, right? Thinking about the whole project. Developmental editors can be used for any Writing project, but in my experience, they do seem to be more commonly used in works of fiction than nonfiction. Next is the copy editor, sometimes known as the line editor. This is the person who is reviewing your manuscript line by line. (laughs) This encompasses all grammar, spelling, punctuation. Other things that the copy editor will look for are things like flagging, distracting redundancies if there's a word that you use over and over again. I get busted a lot for awesome. I use awesome a lot. But they're also going to smooth out awkward sentences and create consistency within your style. And if something plainly doesn't make sense, your copy editor will let you know that too. Once your copy editing is complete, proofreading is the final editing run through. And while there's some level of proofreading done in the copy editing stage, it's not as thorough as this. Plus, you're going to have someone proofreading, this is your final copy, it's after you've done all of your rewrites. And yes, I hate to break the news to you, but you will have rewrites to do after copy editing, no matter how phenomenal of a writer you are. Proofreading gets into the nitty gritty that puts the final Sparkle and shine on the work that you have been pouring your heart and soul into. There's typically a part two to the question, (laughs) what kind of editor do I need? And what I get asked a lot is, how much should I expect to pay? And the answer is that it really does vary widely. But some factors that play into that are based on the editor's experience, the quality of your writing, and also the market area. For instance, you may pay more for editing an editor out of New York City than you would small-town Maine. Some editors, there there are different ways to calculate how they will charge you. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you about three three methodologies that I see a lot, three models. And some editors charge a per-word fee. For instance, if you have a 50,000 word manuscript, you may be quoted a rate of six cents per word, and what you'd be looking at is a $3,000 fee for that editing service. In this example, the thing you'd really want to be sure you were clear on though is what it includes. Sometimes an editor will do one run through, sometimes they'll do two, and that price may include the second. They'll look at your work again after you do your rewrite. So you just want to be clear. On that piece. Some editors charge by the page and for the purposes of cost estimating the general measure for a page is 250 words. Now this is important to know because based on the trim and style of your book it's very possible that your physical pages will have more than 250 words on them. So, the thing to remember is just because you say, let's say you have a 200 page book and you're quoted $10 per page, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be paying $2,000. Another model that's pretty common in the editing world is a by the project model rather than by the word. In these cases, typically what happens is you'll submit your manuscript and the editor will take a few pages of writing from different places in the book. And the reason they do this is because the quality of our work is typically different at the beginning than, say, the middle, because we've self-edited the beginning to death (laughs) before we've sent it in. (laughs) But, But once completed, once they've done that editing from those samples, the editor generally is going to send you back not only the sample edits that they've done. So that's going to give you an idea of what to expect of them, like their approach and style but it's also when they'll quote you the price based on the project. If you're a pretty sound writer, the cost will be lower than say, if you have a powerful story, but your grammar and sentence structure are a real challenge in your writing. At the end of the day, what's most critical is that you are crystal clear on what you're paying for and how much it's going to cost. So there are no ugly surprises at the end to throw you off budget or delay your book launch. My challenge to you this week is to determine what level of editing service you'll be investing in your first book. That's a wrap for this episode, but don't let that get you down. Of course, there are more episodes to come, but in the meantime, join us inside the She Gets Published community where the conversation continues. Head to facebook.com slash groups slash She Gets Published to join. See you next time.